Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 28 of the Circa 71 podcast for the week of October 20th, 2020. Coming up on today's show, I have decided we are discussing cast member costumes at Disney's Animal Kingdom, regardless of what Donna thinks we're discussing tonight. <laughs> Should be fun. This is the Circa 71 podcast. <laughs> Special shout out to new listeners, Steve and Lisa. Steve and Lisa recently culinary consultants for the reopening menu for ABC Commissary at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Their extraordinary palates brought us some tremendous food items, such as the curry rice bowl with shrimp, buffalo chicken grilled cheese sandwich, and the pork carnitas tacos. Luckily for us, visiting this quick service location, Steve and Lisa also blocked several proposed food items. These proposed items included barbecue liver burger, rabbit pie with corn and mashed potatoes, and the vegetarian option of seaweed and celery slaw salad. That's just a mouthful to say, let alone (laughs) eat. Great work, Steve and Lisa. I'll be sure to walk down Commissary Lane and dine at the ABC Commissary the next time I live my own adventure at Disney's Hollywood Studios. True story, Donna. You know, Jane, I actually believe it because last time I checked, Steve and Lisa are really busy people. That's true. Jumping into the news this week, contactless security scanners now at the Epcot main entrance. Um, These uh, scanners have been introduced at Disney's Hollywood Studios as well as Animal Kingdom and were already in use at the International Gateway entrance. These are sort of the next-gen scanners that we've been talking about um, where you can just uh, essentially walk through. Um, And the uh, artificial intelligence will pick up on any potential uh, weapons or things of that nature. So definitely ideal for um, security among the COVID-19 pandemic. But I think it's definitely a good um, improvement for the future facilitating a quicker um, arrival process and making things uh, more efficient. For sure. And as a little side note on this one, uh, Disney has recently put out uh, a a little six almost slide is the best word I can use. Incredible. How to have an incredible vacation. It's all about these changes they've done, these things that they're doing and and what they encourage guests to do. And one of the things that I have not seen before, and they did a decent job on this, on this, again, the slide, the word I'm using the image of saying, you know, it's optional, but helpful asking folks to use clear bags. Have you seen that Jane? I have not. Yeah, it's on the thing that we got, um, the Dmail that we got a couple of days ago that has, you know, talked about, you know, the, how the Incredibles are now like the the um, mascots, for lack of a better word, for this whole COVID nineteen policy procedure mm-hmm. stuff. It was in that it said, you know, share this with your guests, and I was like, no, this is not, you know, just in general, not something I need to share with with my guests, with my clients. But the one slide, it was like that is bizarre to me that they're talking about these clear bags, but yet this is the first we've heard of it. No, was that in reference to like a clear backpack or like Correct. a bag for liquid? Like a clear backpack. Gotcha. Interesting. I mean, because there are some stadiums, as we well know, that require a clear bag. Right. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing in the future, if it's going to go from, hey, we'd like you to do this to, hey, you have to. But I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, Definitely. 
All right. Next up, of course, Jamie has me talk about the creepy clown because why wouldn't he? Well, you are a clown. So a clown was removed as refurbishment continues on the Keister Coaster water slide at Disney's Boardwalk Resort. You guys, he just wanted me to say Keister Coaster and clown. <laughs> Donna, if you gave me a thousand tries to name the Disney Boardwalk Resort <laughs> coaster water slide, I could not come. I had no idea it was named that until you just read that. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> so the creepy clown has been dismantled. The photo of him being dismantled is just as creepy as you might imagine. <laughs> and he has currently been removed for part of this refurbishment project. No news as to whether creepy clown will be returning after the refurbishment. Yeah, that is, uh, it's this for anybody who doesn't know, this is the, um, clown that vomits children into the pool <laughs> at the boardwalk um I, I, personally i actually i i mean i never got the opportunity to stay at the boardwalk and see it in person but i never really had a major issue with it i, I mean clowns and you know the, the water slide that's that looks like a coney island roller coaster it fits the theming of the boardwalk so it never really bothered me um, we've heard some rumors that it might be uh, an IP tie-in. Um, I know that's a huge shock to everybody listening, <laughs> um, which I, I, I'm not a fan of. I, I like the kind of kitschiness, I guess you could say, but we'll see what they do post-refurb, um, but it looks like uh, the, the clowns uh, Smiling. Off, with their yeah, off with their head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jane, what do we have next? Oh, that's me, isn't it? Yes, sir. Okay, next up, Taste of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival will close and conclude on November 22nd. Any other C uh, word to mean end? Close, close, conclude, what else you know they're out there? No, I think that's it. Okay, just checking. Conti uncontinue, if you will. <laughs> discontinue? Discontinue, that'll work too. Um, Disney had originally uh, promoted uh, the Taste of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival as continuing through the fall. So over this past week was the first official announcement that uh, of an actual discontinuing date. <laughs> um, it, oh, another alliteration. I like that one. Um, <laughs> that uh, when the uh, festival will uh, conclude, um, no announced date for Festival of the Holidays, correct, Donna? Not yet. And actually, the um, the taste of international food and wine, um, I thought was going to end. Actually, we're wrong. I, I further read the uh, article from uh, WDWNT. It has been announced uh, Festival of the Holidays will begin on November 27th. So five, five day days break. later. Five day. Yeah, I didn't. I, I missed that. I don't I didn't see that announcement before. But um yeah, so Festival of the Holidays uh, highlights, uh, as they have in quotes, um, will uh, start on the 27th. Now, James, I had, I had thought that earlier when they were saying fall that people were thinking it was going to be early in November because I saw that predicted uh, crowd um, rates went up toward the end of November when this was announced as ending the 22nd. Right, which is kind of interesting. I'm scheduled to be there, I think, the 28th. You know, so actually the 27th is Black Friday. 
So just in time for that uh, sort of end of Thanksgiving weekend is when they're going to start the uh, International Festival of the Holidays. Fun. All right. Next up is a, a further addition to these uh, offerings that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, probably going on a month now, with adding the Nomad Lounge to the walk-up waitlist service. So when you go and you look at your wait times and you're in Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park, you will now see Nomad Lounge and an approximate wait time there. And that wait time is based on a party of four. So it could be a little different depending on the size of your party. Um, but, you know, it gives you an approximate wait time. And they've also added Olivia's Cafe, which is over at Old Key West, a Disney Vacation Club property. It is now offering the to-go options. So they are really building upon this whole idea of this walk-up waitlist and these to-go options throughout the property it's it's really interesting to me yeah and I, nomad lounge to me is like a perfect um opportunity perfect venue for this walk-up wait list um idea that's that's seemingly rolled out i'd like to see them more um in the lounges i get them for the the table service restaurants but for a nomad lounge i, I mean that's just a home run idea i can't believe that wasn't um thought of beforehand that, that people could add their names to the list without actually having to go to a check, wait, potentially wait in a line for a check-in or, you know, see how many people are already there and, and be turned around. Um, I uh, one time tried to get into Trader Sam's. It was like a, a two hour wait. You know, if I was able to see that ahead of time, I may not have gone to the, the poly for that. So I thought that was a, um, a really good use of that, um, and I'd really like to see it come to uh, like a Trader Sam's um, and things like that. Um, and any other of the to-go options, um, I think is just, uh, you know, a really good pivot from Disney um, to offer that. So haven't tried Olivia's, but definitely on the uh, list. We've actually done Olivia's several times for breakfast. I haven't done it for lunch or dinner, but I really enjoy the breakfast there. It's good food. Uh, I've heard Olivia's, the thing to get is the uh, buttermilk fried chicken. That makes Some sense. Some type of fried chicken they have, they have there is supposedly the uh, the food item to get. Now, I will say one thing. Of course, I don't want to you know be called Karen here, but I will say one thing that I don't. You never. <laughs> that I don't love. I have really noticed, Jamie, in about the past two weeks as I've been trying to make dining reservations for clients, that I am really, 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 really having trouble getting dinner reservations in any park with the exception of Epcot. I think they are almost holding too much for this walk-up waitlist piece because I myself, Donna DiGiacomo and my family, have done this three different times and had no issue. The walk-up waitlist part. If you try to get that online in advance, not there. That's interesting because I thought the purpose of this was not necessarily holding things back for day of, but I didn't think it, was, it would have an impact on um, you know, 60 day out ADRs or anything like that. So that's interesting that you've kind of noticed that. I truly believe that it, that they are. I don't think that it's been announced anywhere, but the more I go in and the more I, I try to make these dining reservations for guests, you know, six o'clock in the morning, six 30 in the morning, looking for this stuff. There's no reason that 63 days out, there would be zero availability for dining at magic kingdom. Yeah. It's really interesting that you said Epcot, because I had a lot of trouble getting, Actually, I had complete trouble because I never did. Uh, via Napoli for November. Really? And you've tried more recently, like within the 60-day window? Yeah, still completely blocked out. 
I wonder if because they're third party, they just haven't had their availability yet. I don't know. I'll keep trying, but yeah, that was that was a big. It's a shame you don't know anyone who trouble. works for that company. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, or my listexia was kicking in there. Yeah, but anyways, let's go ahead uh, move on to uh, a pretty big shocker that we had Thursday morning, Donna. Yes, it was Thursday morning, and I was none too pleased about it, was I? <laughs> No, I, I looked forward to sending that text to you. That would have been um, the one time but, it would have been okay for you to have woken me when you saw that. Like okay, the one that, time you could have poked the, way, the sleeping Donna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Rise and Shine. It was time to book Fall 2021. Walt Disney World Resort Reservations. Previously, um, Disney had only released um, availability and bookings from up until... Um, September 26th of 2021 and last Thursday um, seemingly without notice <laughs> seemingly um, <laughs> it was although you know what it, I actually thought about it I I actually do think and, and I know you you may disagree but I, I think Disney not telling anybody and just doing it and letting word of mouth get it out is probably smarter than telling everybody a week in advance and literally everybody in the mother is logging on at 7 a.m. and just jamming everything. I see it both ways. I honest to goodness do. Because I know what it's like when they tell us, you know, hey, 2021 is going to open. And I know what that day was like, you know, on three different devices, getting timed out in, the, in, the, in orbit waiting to get in. I get it. But at the same time, I was mentally prepared for that. I had all my ducks in a row. I knew all the folks who wanted their quotes. I had everything ready. It wasn't, you know, I roll over at 740 when my kid wakes up, look at my phone and see a text from you and drop a four letter word via text that came out about 20 characters long. <laughs> I was slightly agitated that there was no warning, you know, because that's something I plan my day around, knowing the number of quotes I had to get out, knowing the number of things I had to do. And none of that was on my list of things to do that day. <laughs> Right. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Um, you know, it, it's a tough situation. But the nice thing is that um, availability is now available. <laughs> um, if we're using super good Jamie English. is struggling tonight. <laughs> um, but if you are planning um, a visit for the 50th um, on or around October 1st, um, highly recommend contacting Donna um, or myself, preferably me. No, totally just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, either of us are quite capable um, and getting those um, uh, reservations booked, especially if you're looking to be there for the actual 50th on October 1st. Because um, I, I just see, because we know that Park Pass availability um, will be limited and the Park Pass system will still be um, enacted, or at least we think it will at that point in time. So, um, which actually we should mention also, Donna, the Park Pass calendar that I, has been extended through January of 2022 um, at this point, which is also kind of interesting. But, um, you know, if you're looking for a quote um, for fall of 2021, it is now bookable, either Donna or myself. Um, can help you out with that with the big giant asterisk next to that of there are still a good number of resorts that are closed 
So there are some folks who were waiting on, you know, for me, Port Orleans is a big one that folks request. I can't run quotes for that because it's not currently available with an opening date, even though Polynesian we know will be opening sometime next summer, you still can't get that for fall um, until that has the official opening date. So anything that does have an opening date or is currently open, we can quote for you, we can book for you. Um, knowing that, you know, that allows you the opportunity to link it to your Midas experience, get that very coveted park pass reservation that Jamie mentioned, and changes can always be made later uh, as far as resort changes, you know, based on availability. Exactly. All right. And next up is um, Pandora's box, Jane, because this is something that I started to, to talk to you about. And then I said, you know what, let's table this and let's talk about it on the podcast, because I, I truly think that getting your first reaction will be most interesting here. So here's the okay. story. The story is that in an interview with CNBC in the afternoon of let me see when this was dated, uh, October 12th, so this would have been Monday, the 12th. Um, our lovely CEO, uh, Chapek, Jamie's favorite person in the world, stated that the Walt Disney World theme parks were still capped at 25% capacity and will remain at that level until CDC guidelines change. So the reason that this interview happened, the reason that you know this is being challenged, are they really still at 25%? The crowds that we are seeing on the My Disney Experience app for wait times and that I'm seeing with my own little eyes look huge compared to what we were seeing when the parks first reopened in July. Now, let me state very, 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 very clearly. I would not still go to the parks two or three times per week as we do if I did not feel safe there. So I am not saying that the parks do not look safe, that the parks look crazy crowded. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is they look to have way more people there now than they did in late July, August, September, even. The past couple of weeks, the, the lines, you know, for example, we got in line for Splash Mountain on Friday afternoon, my son's favorite ride at Magic Kingdom, mine too. So, of course, I'm not going to complain when he says, Mama, let's go to Splash Mountain first. We were in a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on the bridge for Splash Mountain. On the bridge. Guys, let that sink in how far away from that attraction that bridge is where you're watching the, the logs come down. Yeah, and I've also seen pictures of it you know, the end of the line sign past like Pecos Bill, mm -hmm. like, you know, so they're just rerouting, um, you know, the line in, in the makeshift queue. You pretty much you can't know, get to, to that area it. unless you were getting in line for Splash or getting in line for Big Thunder down the pathway to the far right. Okay. So that's That whole area is just gridlocked with makeshift queue. So for the most part, people are keeping their distance. I will say I always breathe a little sigh of relief when we get into, I don't want to say the formal queue, because a lot of places, even beyond the formal queue, they have those distance markers on the ground. But there are also areas where it's just masking tape that they have on the ground, you know, to, to say, like, you know, follow this line type thing. I always breathe a little sigh of relief once we get into the area with those marked, you know, please stand here for your safety, please stand here. I always do breathe a little sigh of relief once we get there, because then I know, like, for the most part, 98% of people are going to stay where they're supposed to. There's going to be the 2% of people who don't care or, you know, the big groups who think that a group of six can still take up the space for one line. Like, no people spread out between two lines. Um, so there's always, you know, the, the exception. 
But I will say the crowds are looking bigger and bigger. And Jamie, I think that you were the one who said that, you know, your opinion was that they were at 25% then and still 25% now, but more people are coming. Is that, is that correct? That that was your thought? It's funny as you were talking, um, because for our listeners, we, we, I mentioned off podcast to Donna that there was something that I wanted to bring up to her and have her knee jerk reaction. And it was essentially the same question that you're asking me. Um, I, I, I would need to actually be in the park to truly understand it. So this is coming from somebody who's watched videos and like, I haven't actually been in the park um, since, since the reopen. Um, my opinion is recently, it, it seems way more busy. I do 100% think more people are going than there was in, in July and August. I, I think we've heard, I, I heard numbers, um, I, I think from like touring plans and, and Len Testa and those people that they had heard Disney was pulling in like seven to 8,000 people in the parks that's nobody magic kingdom capacity we're going to round it and call a hundred thousand not to insult anybody's intelligence 25 (laughs) percent of that is twenty five thousand people that's a significant number because what i would equate it to a 25 percent cap is a party a not so scary a very merry on a busy party night the, the wait times to me, while they are inflated over what they were when people were walking onto everything in July and August, 100%. don't really, I think it's super misleading. Oh, Splash is at an 80 minute wait. Well, when you add more people and it's impossible to add ride capacity, that's only going to shoot up standby times. So I don't, I, uh, I tend to actually think they are still at 25% and have been and have not raised it. Um, A a lot because of what Disney's done, I think, to go kind of above and beyond and make sure everything's safe. Because based on on Florida's proposal, I know Orange County still has um, mask mandates and things like that. But Disney's not going 100% capacity in indoor dining which they're able to do. So I I don't see them just packing the parks. I I would tend to believe without being in the parks that it is that the capacity has not been raised since reopening. And I am not one to ever take the word of the bald wonder. (laughs) Um, I, I don't like that guy at all. Um, so I think, the, the the like I said, the wait times aren't going to tell us anything because it's still going to be the same ride capacity per hour. And the biggest thing with the wait times, and I know I've said this before, but it's worth saying again: consistently, they're all high, all of them. They want you, as they always have, to go in and say, "Oh my gosh, that wasn't as long as you know we thought it was going to be." So that's R- right. That's they're overstating, nice. right? Um, right. So I don't know. I think that. Part of the issue is, you know, when you're saying, okay, 25,000 people, that it's just those attractions that are open. Not all the dining locations are open. Not all of the, you know, we don't have character meet and greets. We don't have a lot of our shows. And there are, you know, some shows, some of those amphitheater shows hold thousands of people at one time. 
So if you have had something like an Indiana Jones episode spectacular, that thing has to hold a couple grand, right, Jim? Yeah, I want to say it's around twenty five, yeah, uh, twenty five hundred to three thousand. So yeah. let's even say that let's cut that in, in a, and do a third and say that you know they're going to put a thousand people in it right now. A thousand of and Hollywood Studios capacity has to be way lower. So let's call that you know eighteen thousand people there. One thousand out of eighteen thousand people could be in one Indiana Jones episode spectacular show. Yeah, I, I mean a thousand people. You, Slinky Dog Dash might be cycling probably less than a thousand an hour it's probably closer to 800 but you know that's a whole cycle of people in an hour that are taken out of um you know the lines and i know a lot of people are wanting like fast pass back and i i think they need to make a decision on that sooner rather than they later. can't james because um, of where the lines are we did soren the other night um i guess wednesday evening and instead of the queue backing out into the, the dining area because it can't they were sending two cues. Literally, you were walking up and they were saying, you go that way, you go that way, you go that way, you go that, you go that way. We were in the fast pass line, even though we were in standby and they were just having us merge back up at the top and they were sending people from there. Yeah. The, I mean, the thing with it too is they would need to find a way. And I think they're, they're sort of trying to figure it out, um, specifically with like Rise of the Resistance adding um, the plastic dividers and Tower of Terror. To, they have to find a way to boost ride capacity because right. if you do reintroduce Fast Pass on, on a theoretical level, you're almost doubling the amount of people that are in the park because you could stand in two lines at the same time. Right. Which is going, obviously going to cause another you know, major time issues and, and um wait time issues and things like that so and like you said you look at hollywood studios you know there's no indie there's no beauty and the beast which you pack that that's probably close to three thousand people i could say now you're obviously not going to do that in a covid era and i get that but theoretically speaking um you know they just reopened frozen which is nice but um, a lot of those things are, are not in play anymore so um, to kind of wrap this up, Donna, one question to you, um, which I kind of talked about a little bit earlier. How would you compare, because you and I have been together at a busy uh, party night. How would you compare your most recent park experience at Magic to a busy party night as far as people? <sighs> That's such a tough comparison, Jane, because when, at least to me, you feel like there's a lot of people at the parties would be like waiting in line to get candy or um, waiting for the parade when you're trying to get your spot an hour, an hour and a half early and there's tons of people. For the fireworks, the same situation. So, of course, this whole idea of, you know, the, the entertainment piece isn't the issue. So you're not seeing the crowds there. I don't know. I still don't think it's as busy as a party night. I, I, I just don't think they could have that many people, truly. Okay. Fair. How, forget for a minute entertainment. Forget attractions. Uh, transversing. Walking through the park, like the main walkways. Similar? Less, less people, people currently? You would say less? Okay. Yeah, because I, I still feel like I'm able to safely keep my distance from other families. Um, we can bob and weave with the stroller when we, when we have to, which, you know, on busy days, you can't bob and weave 
just yourself, let alone with a stroller. Unless you're playing Taurus Bowl. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, good discussion. Let's uh, – oh, did you have one more thing? Well, I just wanted to uh, throw this out there, and, you know, you can always cut this later, James, if this doesn't make the cut. But uh, uh, Saturday morning, this is something that I really wanted to share with you. I really wanted to, to get your gut reaction here and, you know, just kind of see – share for our listeners what's going on here in the state of florida so you kind of loosely mentioned that you know our governor said you know things can be open as usual we're not going to require um you know the, the physical distancing at restaurants and you know blah, blah yada yada blah blah so it was one of our friends uh birth well her birthday's tomorrow but happy birthday laura uh but she was going to celebrate her birthday on saturday at a pumpkin patch that was like a solid 50 minute drive from our house so we were debating back and forth, are we going to bring the kid or are we not? And we were looking online and it was talking about like your $10 admission gets you a hayride. It gets you through this corn maze. It gets you like all these like kitty bounce house and all this other stuff. I'm thinking like bounce house is like, how in the world are they going to keep them clean and things like that? So like my mom radar is going off a little bit. So Saturday morning before we left, I call and I, you know, call the, the number of the, of the place and it goes to voicemail and it's this woman's voice talking about this fall fest, blah, blah, blah. Wait at five or minutes, call back. It's that woman who picks up something like, Oh great. This is the owner. Like she's going to know what she's talking about. Hey, how are you doing today? I was just wondering, can you tell me about how long it takes to do a corn maze? Cause Andrew's telling me it took him like an hour and a half to do one when he was a kid. And I'm thinking, Oh no, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> so, I mean, and Andrew struggles to get out of a tunnel. So. Oh, he's a much sense, better sense of direction than me. I'd be walking in circles for darn sure. <laughs> <laughs> there you uh, in any case, um, you know, hey, how long does the corn maze take? Oh, it can take as long as you want. Like it, it's it's over five acres. So if you want to go the long way, it can take what, like for like all this other stuff. And I was like, can we bring our kids stroller? Yeah, you can bring stroller. No problem. Okay, great. I said, okay, well, can you tell me like what you guys are doing for like COVID nineteen protocols? And she said, what do you mean? I said, are you doing temperature screenings? Well, no, we're an outside venue. We know our, our readings would be skewed because it's hot out. I said, okay, um, are you limiting the number of people you're letting in? No, we sit on two, our, our events, on our, our farms on 200 acres. We're not limiting the number of people who come in. I said, okay, um, for the kids stuff, what are you doing? Well, that's your choice as a parent. I was like, oh, okay. So I hung up the phone, I called our friends and I was like, Hey, wanted to let you know, I called, like, I'm a little bit concerned. I'm not sure if we're going to bring the kid or not. Like, this is just making me a little uneasy because, you know, as adults, we cannot touch things, but it's harder for him, you know, four years old, it's tough to, to not yeah. run and touch things. So our friend says, no, 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 like I looked online, like, you know, the person online was talking about like, you know, how they're, they're doing all this stuff to keep safe and clean things and blah, 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 blah. So we're like, okay, Andrew and I talked. We'd already told Anthony about the pumpkin patch. We'd already told him about the hayride. So he's super, super excited, like ready to go. So we're like, all right, we got to take him. We can't leave him with my parents at this point. Like he knows we're going, so let's go. So we pack him in the car. We're driving. It's been like 45 of the 50 minutes. And uh, Laura's husband, Tim, calls. And he goes, hey, uh, we're here and we've got bad news. So what's that? And he goes, they're not requiring face masks. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, well, um, that's not good. And he's like, well, you know, we're not going in either because they're, they're smart about, you know, making sure that they're doing what's best for the family yeah. and for other people. And so he's like, well, we're not doing like, we're not, we're not going to go in either. At the same time, Anthony's already like itching to get out of the car. So we pull up to this lot 
and it's uh, Osceola County because we're not in Orange County at this point. We're up in Osceola County. Osceola County police officer walks up to the to the car without a face covering on. Hey, welcome. You know, we're we're doing donations to the police athletic league or some something like that for parking. And I said, excuse me, officer, I know she have a face covering on. Are they not requiring them? Because I wanted to like make sure Tim Laura right. And he goes, well, no, ma'am, we're outside. Why would we? A police uh. officer. So we pull up in the lot. Tim and Laura walk over to us. Anthony's screaming, let me out, let me out, let me out. Because he's been in the car now for 15 minutes. He thinks we're getting out. Right. So then Laura says, okay, um, you know, maybe we can go mini golfing or do something else up here. And I was like, hey, time out. Like, Osceola County's not requiring masks. That's obvious, as evidenced by the police officer. Why don't we haul it back to Disney and go mini golfing at Disney? Because we know that not only will they require face masks, but there also will be temperature screenings and physical distancing and, you know, things in place to keep everybody safe. Okay, yeah, Donna, great idea. So we get in the car. We have to go and get gas at this point. I get Anthony out at Wawa and let him walk around. I grabbed us lunch because now it's like nearly 12. Got us lunch. Right. We get back in the car. Andrew and Anthony are eating in the back. I'm shoving food in my mouth like at every red light trying to just get from there back to Disney. We get to Disney. Anthony's like this close to falling asleep in the car. We're like, no, 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 no. Stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. And we go to play mini golf. And they're like, it'll be a 20 minute wait for your group. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> so thank God. Anthony just being outside of the car and getting to talk to Auntie Tim and Uncle Auntie Tim and Uncle Laura. Good. Let's let's kind of record that wow. and send that one to him. <laughs> Glad to know that Tim had that change. <laughs> Auntie Laura and Uncle Tim. You know, that was fun for him and walking around. We got him to the restroom and then we played mini golf. And it ended up being we had so much fun. It was really, really great. But it was super hot by that point. There's very little shade on the mini golf course. But I will say the kid got two legitimate holes in one. That's awesome. <laughs> so it ended up, it just was such a striking thing to me to go one county away and be told, no, there's no precautions. There's no anything at all. Everyone can come. Might as well be two worlds. Right. And then we drive back down to Orange County, back on a Disney property, and it's no this, 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 and this. So... If anyone is is kind of on the fence that will be listening to this and thinking like, oh gosh, like, do we really want to want to do this? Is it safe to come to Disney? I mean, I think the proof's in the pudding on that one. No, I totally agree. I, I think Disney is is spot on with everything they're doing and trying to do, and actually only intensifying their announcements. And you know, you see the A frames of if you're not wearing your mask correctly you're going to be asked to leave. It's now in the audio announcements. Um, and even in the no before you go micro sites, they're saying, if you're not going to wear your mask, reconsider, don't mm-hmm. go. Which I, I, as a business that has lost and is losing uh, money, I you have to applaud them for that, for taking the safety of the guests so seriously. I agree. So, all right. Good discussion, Donna. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, glad Anthony had the, um, you know, holes in one. And uh, glad that Tim had a nice little uh, change. We'll be sending get well balloons to him. Um, so, with, <laughs> so with that, uh, let's take a quick break. And we will be back with our main topic discussion, cast member costume. And we are back for our main segment today. Um, we wanted to start a sort of best and worst of and by different... we you mean you this you. was my idea 
but I think it'll be better. We just started totally with the wrong park. Um, with best and worst cast member costumes, um, as you know, or as most people know, um, the cast members do not wear uniforms because everybody is on stage and part of the show. They wear costumes. Um, so of the cast costumes, Don and I probably picked the most difficult part <laughs> to start in uh, first, which is uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. It, it was interesting, Donna, because when I first kind of proposed this idea as a show topic, I, I was thinking more like a Magic Kingdom, Epcot, even Hollywood Studios to a certain extent. And I was able to kind of rattle off and, OK, this is a best. I love this one. Hate this one. But when it came to Animal Kingdom, I really kind of struggled thinking things off the top of my head and actually had to do some research and, and sort of Google image searches for um, different uh, cast member uh, costumes at different attractions and such. So it was kind of interesting that we ended up picking Dak to start, which ended up, at least I hope, <laughs> was the most difficult. So... I would agree with with pretty much all that. The other piece for me, at least, is as much as we love Animal Kingdom, and we do, it is a great theme park, that is truly the one that we go to the least frequently. So when I'm thinking about costumes, I'm thinking like, oh, crap. Like I just said to you before before we started recording, I really had trouble remembering if this was an old Animal Kingdom costume or if it's the current one because they did change their costumes about two years ago. So I know that, the, for example, the quick service cast members used to wear the most obnoxiously bright and like horrific shaped costumes and the fit was terrible it made everyone look like they weighed 500 pounds just got awful and i'm pretty certain that those costumes are no more is that correct um i, I believe they have options um which which quick service were you talking about I thought it was across the board at quick service. Cause I know our friend Mary, uh, who you met a few times, I know she worked quick service for a college program and it was awful. At, um, at DAC, I, th- I know at pizza Fari, they have like a, a blue print now with maybe different animal patterns. I, right. I guess you could say better um, than what it used to be though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think those are the new ones. I, I, vaguely remember what you were saying about the old ones but i would have to do a search for them Uh, i think that's actually a part of the problem that that i also kind of ran into is some of them are really just not that memorable sure i don't i don't know if it's because of the costume design or if it's more like a me problem with i could rattle off you know what they wear at Tomorrowland, like right. that, or you know, the splash costumes. So, I don't know if it's a familiarity thing or if the costumes that are at DAC are just not as memorable overall. So, would you want to know my very favorite one? Moment. You're going to start with the best, yeah. I want to give you my very favorite one because the rest of the segment is going to go downhill from there. <laughs> okay, I think that the costumes that the educational staff wear for the wilderness explorers are the cutest blessed costumes you've ever seen in your life that made my list i totally agree with you um it's it's like a a a white top um with almost like an orange what do you call those things it's not like a tie but a 
isn't it like sash? a bow? Like a, yeah, yeah, like a, a yeah, yeah. scarf sash, sash. Like around the yeah. neck. Yeah, with um brown pants or brown shorts. Um no, I totally agree. It made my best uh costume list. Um I think it's fun. It's very identifiable. Yeah. When you're in the park with that orange against the either white or cream or, or whatever the uh, the top color is. And one other thing I really like is that it appears, at least to my eye, to be one of the lighter weight fabrics and costumes that these poor people have to wear in the heat of Florida. A lot of the costumes that you see, as much as I love, for example, Haunted Mansion's costumes, those poor people must be dripping in sweat when they are in the outside rotations of their shifts. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Um you know, I mean, Dak is also the hottest place on earth, but um, <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with that. I, I like that costume and it definitely made, I didn't put my list in um, any sort of order um, it, with the exception. I think of my number one, I, I think my other one, two, three, five are relatively my two through four are relatively interchangeable. I am um, most impressed that you came up with five for your best because I have all of two for my best list. And that was one of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, since we started with best, do we want to, we'll end with worst and we'll just go through our best list? Sure. Okay. Um, so I'll go once again in no particular order. Um, but on my best list, I have Expedition Everest. Uh, Jamie, I don't, worst. I don't like in general, and Everest actually did make my worst list. I'm not going to lie, but in general, the costumes that they wear in that Asia area of the park, for some reason, from all of my, my memories and all of my Google research, it looks like all of them have, instead of buttoning down the middle, if you, if you kind of picture what I'm saying, they all go like across the chest and button down the side. It's like a chef's coat like would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's just, that's not a flattering look on anybody. <laughs> so that has never made, you know, been something I thought was attractive. So Everest is in fact on my worst list. So go ahead, fight yeah. me. Uh, no, no, no argument. It's it's your list. Um, I, I mean, you're not saying that uh, flying carpets of Aladdin and Tomorrowland Speedway are the best <laughs> attractions ever. So um, I kind of like the, the, the green... Um, that's on like the cuff of the sleeve and like that front part of the jacket that's exposed. Um, the, it kind of clashes would be the wrong word, but it's a nice contrast um, with, I think it's sort of like an orange print that is on with um, kind of basic black shorts, but it's very like Himalayan. I, I agree with you with the Asian kind of um, influence, I, I guess you could say in that, whole area um of the park um but i also like that it had the also has the little patch um that you know himalayan mountains and it's it's the whole hiking boots um and we're going up to the mountain so i think it all fits um and compared to some of my work the ones on my worst <laughs> list it was um you know it, it made it for me for my uh for my best all right i can't wait to see how many of your best are on my worst let's continue <laughs> All right, well, let's hold off. If there is another one that uh, is on your worst or whatever, we'll just get to it with the worst. How's that? So when we don't, so when we get to the worst list, we don't have nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, you'll have your whole list. That's true. <laughs> um, 
This one I really debated because I almost put it on my worst list, but ended up putting it on. Oh, the I best. can't wait! And it it it's on my best list because it fits so well thematically. You know, you could pluck this person and put them in Africa, ah. and it fits, and that would be Kilimanjaro Safari, where the person looks like. A safari guide. You thought I was talking about totally different. No, no, no. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm legitimately puzzled about why that would that could have been your worst list because that's my other one for on my best list. I had wilderness explorers and Kilimanjaro safaris. I think that that costume is so well done, and I've been on game drives in South Africa, and that's what you wear. Um, it. I think I my original thinking with potentially putting it on the worst list is it you could I think make an argument that it looks like a leftover jungle cruise skipper mm-hmm. costume. I guess. So so it's so close to that, but my counterpoint to that is it's so um thematically appropriate that this person looks like they are a safari tour guide. We're going to be with them for two weeks. Yeah. So I, th- I think the muted colors a little bit um, originally kind of detracted for me. But then I thought, well, wait a minute, we're supposed to be on a safari. We're not going out, you know, with orange cones on our head. So lions <laughs> can see us. Right. Um, so that's why it ended up going from worst to best um, for my list. So I kind of ended up coming full circle when I really thought about that. Yeah, I really like those costumes. I think they're appropriate and again, they fit. Okay, so we're already done with your time. That's time it. Too. That is my, okay. my best costumes in Animal Kingdom. Wrap it up, Jamie. <laughs> and <Okay>. in segments. <laughs> okay, so for this one, this may not be a place that you frequent, often um but i guarantee you the next time you're at dac you probably will just to check out the costumes that's actually the cast at starbucks the creature comforts that are there oh okay i mean yeah i'm not a starbucks person so i i wouldn't know they they have a really cool red and black almost like a I mean, I know it's on the way to Africa, but it's almost like a like a Polynesian meets an African style um, sort of print okay. on their um, costumes. And since you're already done your list, Donna, I'll uh, tr- drag and drop and put this into our Google oh, Docs. Oh, thank so you. you. Can, so you can see what I'm talking about. Um, but there it is there for you to enjoy. Thank um, you. And I just, I really like the design. I like the contrasting colors. Um, it, it fits with the um, outside awning of the underneath the Starbucks logo. If you look in the background of the picture, how they have the, you know, sort of like the triangle prints. Jamie, that is fugly. You don't like it? No. Oh. I guess you don't like the uh, lead singers at Festival of the Lion King either. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really looks like that. <sighs> but no, I kind of like, you know, we'll do Donna, we'll put it on the Facebook page and see what everybody else thinks. We'll, we'll make it a voting poll. There you go. But I actually like it. I like the, the print. I think it's cool, kind of funky looking, um, but still thematically fitting. 
Um, so I have Expedition Everest, Kilimanjaro Safari, Starbucks, and my number one. Okay. All right. Hopefully it's something and- that I've missed because I would like to have another, you know, a third good like on my list. Okay. This is a place that I know you have been because I told you to go there. <laughs> and this is very specifically in Pandora, the world of Avatar. The cast costumes, and I'm putting it in the dock now, at Pongu Pongu for my Pongu Lumpia. Oh, dear God, Jamie. I think they're great. This made my worst list. Oh, that's hilarious. That's so funny. Here's why I like it. Okay? Are you and looking for, at the same thing I'm looking at? Absolutely. For our listeners. I'm going to buy they, that for you. I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pongu pongu stands in navi language stands for party or not stands for means party party and i think and party, you're a party party if you wear that shirty shirty <laughs> absolutely um it, it's a a purple with a blue and it almost has different uh pictures on the front side and some sort of design on the back i don't know if that's supposed to be the shaman or what that is but I just think it's a cool look. So, so hold on, back up. You don't know what is on it, but you think it's so cool that you want to wear it. I mean, I wouldn't get it tattooed on me, but it's cool to look at. I just need to, uh, time out. Is Val around that we can get her to confirm that you would wear this shirt? <laughs> hold on. I'll text her. <laughs> it it may be a case, while. She just had surgery on her foot. Pongu so. Pongu shirts okay yeah no i think they're i mean when you're comparing them to some of my worst list they are definitely more interesting to look at and i i think it's more of what the little shop is supposed to be something fun get a a drink a beverage um it has like a cool free flowing feel val's on her way over here and now so we can get her I can't wait. Live on the podcast for the first time ever, we have a guest. I don't, oh, I don't know how this will work with my ear pods in. Hold on, I'll have to give her one so she can talk. Hi, Val. Welcome to the podcast. She's trying to figure out the ear pods. Hold on. You have to, there you go. Put it in your ear. Hi, Val. Welcome to the podcast. Can you hear me? Yep. I can't hear her. So Val, I am just wondering, your dear sweet husband has stated that if we were able to purchase the shirt that you can see on his screen, that he would proudly rock it. How do you feel about that statement? I don't think so. What did she say? She said, I don't think so, but I wouldn't wear it. I don't think you wear that. Okay. Now, do you think that is a good looking costume for a cast member? No. Okay. Yes, you are so wrong. Wives unite, Jamie. You are wrong. This is ugly. Okay. That's horrible. <laughs> what is that for? It's from Pongu Pongu, where we get our Pongu Lumpias. Okay. Well, they can give me my nice Lumpias, but they can take the shirts. <laughs> All right, anyway. For those that might podcast. not have heard her comment, she said, they can give me my Lumpias, but they can take the shirts. <laughs> Yeah, put me on the spot. I mean, come on. Okay, well, you had the wrong answer, so goodbye. 
Clearly, oh, I'm going to have some I enjoyed editing. that so much. I'm going to have some editing to do. <laughs> All right, Donna. So let's see what you have on your worst then. Okay. So my first statement is just going to be a general blanket statement because it's true and awful for these poor women. The maternity outfits that they make the women wear. They do look bad. Right? And that's across the board. So for folks who might not be familiar, it's typically the top, the shirt from whatever location that cast member works. And then on top, the best thing you can describe it as is a muumuu with overalls. Yeah, I, I it it is not flattering. Um, and, and I'm trying to be as delicate with what I say as possible and sensitive. I mean, it looks like they they cut out like a, a bed sheet and, and put it over them. It, it is so unflattering. Um, to, to I couldn't agree with you more. And and that's not, in my opinion, specific to Dak. No, 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 no. All parts. Just, just in general, as when we're talking about costumes, the costume, the only option from what I've seen is that piece of fabric that you put over the shirt. Um, that's it's just awful, you know, with with all the options and tasteful options. It doesn't have to be something skin tight, because I understand why Disney might not want, you know, that either. But there are so many flattering maternity options that you don't have to look like that, those poor women. Um, so in general, the maternity costumes are not the best. Um, so that was on my list. We already talked about Everest and the Pandora. I put Pandora dining. I didn't realize that was specific to the Pangalumpia. So you're welcome. Those are my three. My last. Yeah, so Tuli has a different costume. Oh, okay. My last one is tough because I really love, there's a great nod on this costume. There's a patch that has some meaning behind it, which I always love that. But in general, I really think the costumes that they wear at Dinosaur are awful. Now, just to be clear, you are talking about the new gray and gold? Correct. With the kind of three lines up at the top, but it does have a cool patch with the nod to when the park opened and the original name of the attraction before it was Dinosaur and everything like that. Um, I agree. This actually made my worst list. Um, It's it's not a bad costume, I think, design-wise. It's not awful. It's not it doesn't say anything about the attraction to me other than that patch. Like you take that patch off and to me, it's almost like they put different colors on test track. Yep. Like it reminds me of, and it doesn't seem to fit the, I guess you look at Dr. Seeker in the, in the pre-show at dinosaur, he's wearing a lab coat. Cast members at the imagination Institute in Epcot have a lab coat because they're at an Institute. Why is that not the case at the Dino Institute? Like, it, it's very, um, and I mean, the, I actually think it's somewhat of an improvement over the old dinosaur costumes because <laughs> I thought they were awful. Um, but this one definitely made my worst list. I don't get what the, the, it, the two sashes or whatever are supposed to represent. Um, it, you know, it, it's not a bad design, but it doesn't say anything about like it doesn't tell me i don't get why it's that attraction no it's it they're bland and when you pop out of there and you're in you know 
the the other areas of the park you know even the the triceratops spin and primeval whirl area um but those those costumes are so bright and bold and it's just it's a weird contrast to me no i agree Uh, that definitely made my worst list like i said it's not a terrible design for me i don't mind the gray with the gold like the actual look of it but for for the attraction i don't understand what it's supposed to represent yeah so that was my list jane what do you have what i miss that was your entire that was it well you (laughs) named a couple of my bad well my personal preference not nice costumes you put on your best list so there's that that's true all right well i'll go to another one that you actually just mentioned and these are the cast costumes for chester and hester's dino there you go they're awful um i I don't like the shorts actually i think are kind of cool where they have almost dinosaur bones and and print Mm -hmm. i I think that the 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 duck billed feet in red is is awful i I think it's too much going on like i i almost would like because it's supposed to be a a, you know a a car see a, a roadside carnival what if they mixed like an old school toy story midway mania like midway games with a dinosaur theme i think that might work a little bit better um or if they made the shorts the top okay that wouldn't bother me as much i i think it's a it's just so much going on where i'd rather have a design on the shirt and the shorts be plainer but i think that that's what they're going for like that whole area is there's so much going on right no 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 you're absolutely right so thematically you can make an argument that it it fits if your theme is is let's be crap (laughs) i mean the the, well we know how you feel about that area yeah i mean that whole area is it is themed well it's hard to argue that if you get the theme it is themed well but it's also relatively done on on the cheap so I, Mm -hmm. i just don't like it's almost like the shorts don't belong with the top. Like it's to- almost two costumes that they just mismatch together. And-, and I just, I don't like it. Or I think I may like it better if they had just red shorts and the the shorts were the top. So fair enough. But overall, I think it's, it's pretty hideous. <laughs> um, and I had one other one. Okay. And that is the costume and i'm using that term super loosely at collie river rapids okay it is and i'll just put this out to you donna so you know what i'm talking about it's basically a t-shirt that right you which I, i don't i don't like like it's it's disney make it look good like, I understand it's supposed to be an expedition, and I, I can't seemingly copy and paste this for whatever reason. No, no, I know exactly what it is, and I actually love okay. it. I mean, I, I, would, I don't love it enough to make my top list, but because, like, you're going on an expedition, they're wearing casual clothes, they're, they're more likely to get wet. Like, I think it's perfect. I don't like it in that it looks like a t-shirt that you would just buy in the gift shop on the way out. Like, I, I there seemingly should be some sort of differentiation. Like, every other costume has that i can think of maybe with the exception of living with the land has buttons 
Oh, all right. Or at least a zipper. It's not just a t-shirt. Um, so I think that throws me off a little bit. Plus, it's also you're it, you're going on an expedition in Asia. So why is Expedition Everest looking like it's Asian inspired, and this looks like it's by Hot Topic? <laughs> if so you say I, so. I think that that's my well, that's my argument. I'm sticking with it. I just I don't I don't mind the design. It just looks like something you'd get in the gift shop, and I don't I don't like that. Well, fair enough, and I won't make Val come back in because of her foot, but she tell you you're wrong again. I don't know what she would say about this. I'll have to ask her off podcast, and if uh, she agrees with me, you'll hear about it next week, and if not, then you won't. <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of round one of <laughs> cast member costumes. Yeah, I like it. We'll have to um, pick up in a, in a couple of weeks with uh, hopefully a seemingly easier <laughs> uh, theme park. But if you want to go ahead and uh, take it home, Donna? Always. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to tonight's tonight's today's episode that too of the Circus 71 podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can send us a message on the Circus 71 podcast Facebook page. Or if you want to be super fancy, you can send us a voice message through the Anchor app and Jamie will use your voice in the show. So Val was the first live guest, but your voice can be the first recorded voice to join the show. Next week, we are going to talk about Epcot and Future World West. I have no idea what about, but Jamie, those are my <laughs> notes for the That's, show. Remember we talked about how we're ranking? Ranking? Yeah. Ranking as in the points, what we did for Magic Kingdom. Oh. We're doing that and Epcot <laughs> starting next week. I can't even say it's that late because I took a nice nap today. <laughs> Yeah, two hours and 40 minutes worked <laughs> hard on a sunday afternoon that's right i did work really hard today in any case we are going to start our rankings that was the word that would have been pivotal there jane before epcot future world west west rankings would have been a really good word to have had there in any case we're going to do our rankings of future world west next week and then the week after in case you're curious that's when we're going to get into disney's hollywood studios costume thank you so much and as always we'll see you 